your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio, episode 261. And tonight, it's just me and Owen just hanging out, shooting the shit, talking about snakes and whatever else we're going to talk about. Um, whatever we do here. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're both drinking heavily uh, so that we make it more entertaining for you. An interesting um, show, yeah. We're dance monkeys, yeah. Yes. So it's fine. Uh, that way, you know, we just we just the passion will flow tonight, and we will be uh, we will be on all cylinders. But uh, I don't know, man. I've been really, really out of the loop. So well, you've been is, you've been buried in like tell the people what's happening. You're you're moving. And you're you're, yeah. you're 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 closing on your house soon, so of course you haven't been around. You've been plotting how this is going to go down, and I, I would love to see how like your your wife is like wrapping plates or something, and you're just in the snake room going how. So I mean, like, <laughs> like how is this going to well, happen? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is that I've been taking it like I take a section of my house like every day, and I just pack it up. Yeah. So I've been doing right. very well. My wife has not been doing very well at all. Um, however, so is, De- is Dexter th- like in a box that's been shut <laughs> and we don't know where yeah, he right. is? It's like yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, I, I keep looking at the snake room and keep thinking, um, you know, do I do this first? Do I do this last? It's it's a very uh, very stressful to say the least, you know, when you're moving your collection, um, you know, mm-hmm. I think, uh, so they're moving it up earlier. I just found out tonight. So it's going to be September 9th. Um, we're supposed to be the 15th. Now I have to be out of my spot by the end of September, um, which mm-hmm. gives me plenty of time. So I think what I'm going to do is try to try to nail the room in, you know, try to dial the temperatures in and such. Um, mm-hmm. and get that part set up and then move everything from there. So, um, I don't know. So uh, it's going to be a pain in the ball. what I did. It is. Ball? Is there only one? Um, anyway, <laughs> like, I, I digress. Um, it, it's too much information. Um, what uh-huh. I did, or what I started to do and then I, and I got impatient and ended up jumping it is I closed on the house to sign all the paperwork. And then mm-hmm. Andrew and I went over to my over to the house that I just bought, and we started ripping apart the room that would become the snake room, and okay. doing the alterations to it. And we got to a certain point, and I'm like, "That's good." And then we moved the animals in, and that's when I realized it really wasn't good, and we had, still had to do more alterations and fixing this and fixing that and building this and building that. So it's almost like my suggestion to you would be to do the same thing I did, but follow through, you know, sign the paper, <laughs> go over, set up the room, and then don't bring the snakes in until you got it right. Right. So. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely going to try to work that out because, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't want, I, I oh man, I, I, and the good thing is, is it's not cold out, so it'll be in September. No. So the weather will still be yeah. good, so we won't have any issues. And if there. we had, a, and if we had a winter like we had last year, it's going to be warm all the way through to Christmas freaking day. So you have a lot of time to freaking adjust. Yeah. 
it's good getting in there in the beginning of September because they have all of September. Maybe you don't start the, you know, emptying them out until mid to late October. Well, this is the thing that I've been that I've really considering and I'm 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 99.9% sure that I'm not going to breed this year. <clears throat> I think I'm going to take the year off and and the reason oh is because my god. I listened to you and Matt and uh you know and and you're still oh, within the same state, so it's not like you moved really far and but i I moved an hour away you're moving what 20 minutes down the road yeah so it's not that big but if you are not breeding this year you and i are going to talk about breed loans because you're not doing shit i want some shit from your place (laughs) to come over here and do their you know we we are going to talk don't you worry about that yeah i mean you know it's it's uh, an option and it's it's probably even a good option too because then you don't have to fucking worry. You just got to get everybody settled. And then they can ride it out for the year. And then you give a shot next year after they had a year to adjust to the new scenario, to the new room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And plus, too, like, I mean, I'm st- I am still have offspring coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I- I'm still getting the, uh, the Citrus Tiger Head Albino stuff going. Some right. of it's been um, – some of it's off to the races and good, you know, solid – and then other ones I'm having a little trouble get feeding, but you know, that's the typical thing. Um, well, but I'm hoping the move yeah. will just shock them into, you know, all of a sudden just eating, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe because uh, I mean, yeah. that was, that was one of the tricks where you shove all the babies in the car and you go drive to a snake show or something and then you come uh-huh. back, but, and then everyone <laughs> starts eating. But the, the, the other thing is that, um, I mean, I mean, how much, how many offspring do you have? Do you have a really, do you have a number of how many you have, because it's not really that crucial of a thing for you, because it's not like you're trying to keep babies to maintain a table spot. The only table you've got to worry about is Tinley. You know, Tinley Park. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I imagine, like, you have a bunch of animals right now, enough for to fill your two displays at Tinley Park, correct? Oh, yeah, easy. I have more than that. Yeah, so easy. <laughs> easy. Yeah. So you sell some animals at this Tinley Park coming up in October. Now, we don't vend the March Tinley Park, and mm-hmm. then all you need is more babies for the other October Tinley Park. The same at, the same fucking babies could probably show up at two October Tinley Parks, and you'll be freaking fine. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I, and the other thing that I'm actually um, – I really – so this is a question for you. So, like, your reptile run that you have now is yes. sort of – um, you can't really grow it, correct? I mean, there's you can't expand it, right? There are two options. Well, I, I mean, I am shifting cages um, around. Mm-hmm. I'm having uh, large ones for the olive pythons built, and then mm-hmm. that's going to shift the stacks around. But, no, I can't expand. I might be able to squeeze a few more baby racks in and then a, uh, another small rack of 32 quarts. But, that's mm-hmm. like, if I were to try to get more in there i have to totally rearrange the goddamn room and i don't think okay. i can to get everything in one place so yeah so i mean like I, I my again my thinking is is that you know it's not like uh i can go and build well i guess i i probably could because my yard is huge but um it, I, i'm gonna be limited 
I have plenty of space, you know, and I can expand mm-hmm. my room, but I'm going to have to trim the fat, so to speak. You know what I mean? I'm going to have to look and say, right. I'm going to have to like, some of the stuff is going to have to go um, just because the, the, the it's room. just happening. Mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's just so much room that you have. Um right. And you've done that before where it's like uh, you had a trio of het striped bread lie and then you had a trio of striped bread lie. And I'm like, why do you have both of these? And you're like, I don't know. So, and that was <laughs> one of those things where you got the stripe, the head stripes and then uh, like a year later stripes were offered to you and you got them and you were like, I don't really need these anymore. And that happens. Like you had yeah. animals that were, you know, the, the breeders, the uh, offspring that are slowly replacing their parents. I mean, that happens, too. Um, and various other things. So, of course, trimming the fat is there, which is something else you can offer at shows that you only do once a year. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, there's just like, you know, there's there's projects that I, that I want to get into, want to do and uh, species that mm. I want to keep. And it's just kind of like, OK, well, I'm going to have to rearrange this somehow and you know i i just right. don't want to see uh the thing that i'm that i'm that i'm going back and forth with now and you know i i guess i don't know how you are but with me everything goes in cycles you know you're into it, it you're does. not into it you're into it you're not into it um and i think that the stuff that stays you know there's the stuff that stays eternal like you're right you're there, there's crap that you're into and then there's stuff that is always there but go on yeah but even so even more so what i'm what i mean by that is like you know it's like you 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 want to work with this big collection and then Mm -hmm. i think it's probably just now because of this whole thing with the house so my time is is very very limited um to do Mm -hmm. things you know what i mean so it's it's like um you know uh, once i settle in i'm sure i'll get back to my routine and you know everything will be good again but um you know, when you have a big collection, sometimes I, I feel like sometimes I'm not a hundred percent enjoying the animal as much as if, you know, if I'm just going in and cleaning and feeding and, you know, call it a day type of deal, if that makes sense. Um, and not, 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 not that uh, that's not normally what I do anyway. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like sometimes you feel like, um, you know, you're not spending not enough time, I guess, with, the, you know, and, and all these other things going on. And, uh, you know, I don't know, just uh, just right around this time of year is just it gets crazy for me personally. Uh, work starts to get busier, you know, and it's now thrown on top of it to move. It's just like, oh, my God, you know, it's 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 a lot. You know, <laughs> the show, the the snakes, the mm. you know, the wife, the <laughs> it's just like uh, uh, I don't know. Um, it, it, I just don't want to get to the point where uh, I get burnt out on it. Uh, I just want right. to sort of, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to ever get to that point. So it's like sort of like this 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 balance that that you kind of have to do. You know, kind of have to take a look at your collection every once in a while and kind of. I call it trim the fat. It's probably not a, not a not a good way to put it, but you know. I, oh, who cares? Do it. Call it that way. <laughs> and, and, that, uh, and that is what you're doing. I mean, if we if we all kept every single animal that was in our collection, 
we, we, we'd all run out of space so quickly it'd be ridiculous. So, of course, yeah. you get rid of animals, and of course, you sell this, and of course, you, you, you get rid of redundancies. I'm trying to sell a coastal female that has, you know, I've tried breeding three, four times and just is never taken. Why? Because I have older, I, I have other female coastals that are now becoming of age that I can really put in that four foot case. So, get out, you, and right. insert viable one here. So, I mean, that's just how it goes. And it's, did I need four Dominican red mountain bows? No. So I got rid of <laughs> two of them and I have the pair. Right. So right. it's like, you know, will, will I be kicking myself in the pants if I, if neither one of those Dominicans that I kept want to breed this year? Yeah, probably. But do I care right. that much? No. So it's, it's the thing. I mean, it's just one of those things where you, you have to kind of trim it down a little bit. When my trio of, Captive, born and bred, gold phase, white lip, rolled enough. You think I'm keeping that adult pair of wild caught? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> they're, only here to, they're only here so I can play around until the other ones get older. So right. you, you have those moments, and you have that trim the fat. And, you know, you, you have to do what interests you. I mean, if you start wholesaling out all these carbon morphs to get into Burmese pythons, I will host an intervention at your house. But, you know. <laughs> no. I, I mean, my Burmese pythons are, are where exactly where I want them to be. You know, I mean, it's not like I wanted a few. I have them. That's it. You know, it's I, I, I have no grand illusions of uh, breeding Burmese pythons. And to be honest with you, <laughs> they're coming back. To be honest, yeah, to be honest with you. I kind of don't, I, I mean, I want to breed them to breed them uh, just to experience it. But I... I, I, that's something that I go back and forth with. For one, I'm only going to be able to sell what I can in Pennsylvania. And I don't know, man. After seeing the last Hamburg, some people should not have Burmese pythons. They just shouldn't. Thank you. You, it, it's, just, it's, like, it's just a fact, man. They're like alligators. Um, like, you see somebody leaving with them, you're like, really? So it's like well, – it, 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 I would just see you like, hooray, I got Burmese python eggs. And the next thing is you like putting them in the freezer. It's like that would – like the eggs are just going directly in there. It's like done. <laughs> I got them. Success. Yeah. <laughs> Freeze them. So it's it's one of those things where it, it, it you enjoy the species, so enjoy the damn species. Have your fun. You know? Yeah. Um, and it – I mean, we've talked about this, and of course, you you have the room for expansion. You have uh, uh, a nice chunk of land in the back. If you wanted to put in a snake building, which I imagine you'll get to at some point, you could. Yep. Uh, also, yep. your new snake room, you could expand on it. You can like make it bigger from where mm-hmm. you are. So you're not going to run out of room anytime soon. You know, it, it for people like me where you you've hit your um, size of your room, maybe give or take a few bins cages like that, you know, that's as far as my collection will go. So, yeah, I mean, I won't be keeping, you know, 4.4 white lips. I won't be keeping, you know, 4.4 Macos pythons. I'm only going to keep in a pair. If they breed, awesome. If they don't, whatever. Um, right. Even then, I'm probably going to start cutting down on some carbon python stuff just because there are the projects I want to work with, the projects I'm having success with, and then the other projects that have just been here. I mean – if we don't start getting goddamn IJ babies, I swear to God, they're <laughs> yeah, they're dude, one, you got they're, they're one bad, they're one bad season away from like just mailing <laughs> them to somebody. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. Thank God Jason took. Thank God Jason took the one on Breedloan because I would have lost my mind by now. So yeah. It, and that's well, the way it goes. It's like you got to be. The, the problem is, is that when it comes to a collection like what I have, it, you, the whole point of the collection is I enjoy it, I have fun with it, and then I breed them to offset the cost of what I'm doing. And also, I enjoy breeding and going to shows and doing other stuff. I'm not trying to make money. This isn't my, you know, this isn't my job. I know for a fact I will never make money off my collection. It's not built that way. But I would like for it to pay for its own goddamn food. So it's yeah. If I, I mean, I w- with an animal, I'm hoping it's producing. Yeah, I would like to just um, to for, see. For me, it's not even really about you know. Well, I guess to a certain extent, it is about. It's it sustaining itself, um, mm-hmm. you know, giving me the money to sort of buy into other other stuff and you know maybe more expensive stuff and you know I, it's so funny but Bill he always mentions that he breeds ball pythons so he can uh, buy chondros with the money he sells from ball pythons you know what I mean so it affords him um, you know that that extra mm-hmm. cash coming in in order to uh, to do that which. Um, which is which is fine, I guess. Sense. But like for me, it's more about the you know I, I the selling part of it is what I hate, man. I I just hate it. Yeah, I hate I just I, I hate it. You know, I think it's well, because my job, my job, my day job, physically entails dealing with people and customers <laughs> and customer service. So having you having you that when I'm relaxing really pisses. Yeah. Me off. <laughs> I just want to breed the snakes and nerd out about like what made it breed and how did it breed and how long, you know, da, 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 da. And like unlocking the mystery and and saying, okay, well, yeah, I figured that out. And this is similar to this. And that's, that's nothing like this, you know, blah, 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 that type of thing. But like, you know, and not that, that by Royals, no way, Bill, you got it wrong. Who said that? (laughs) Who said that? That's Bill. God damn it. No, yeah. Bill can he needs to go away. Anyway, uh, but and that makes sense. I mean, that's kind of like what I'm doing with all the colubrids shit that I'm getting into is because colubrids and other species like that sell to sell easily. I mean, those people people want them, people buy them, they go away. <laughs> they don't cost that much to get rolling or get feeding the food, like because they're so tiny, and, and then they're then they're good. So I'm probably building up my colubrids in order to to breed them easily, sell them easily, and then make money for show tables, uh, food, and then python projects. So I have a few more colubrids on my list that I really want. That I, if they produce a clutch every year, I'll be a very happy person. You know, I, yeah. I kind of want it to be the point that for every python clutch, I have two colubrid clutches that go with it. So it kind of offsets the cost of the python clutch. Because then I can take yeah, my I, time raising them up and not worry about it. And it's not even necessarily the people that I deal with, because I got to be honest with you, the people that I interact with as far as what I would consider uh, customers, customers of mine, I mean, very rarely do I put an animal up in an ad. Most of the stuff that I've sold has been without even doing mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? It's just been right. like, okay, well I have this inner circle of people and this is what I got. And they already knew that I had this and I bred it and then they want it. So that's kind of how it works for me. So I can't, I can't really complain there, but the, I don't know. It's just, the, it's just the, you, <laughs> it must be Hamburg, man. It's gotta be Hamburg. Uh, see, 
See, I did get a hamburger, and then you get pissed off, and then oh, maybe getting out of Python. So, of course, this is no, all no. for dragging no, you to Hamburg once or twice. In Come August. on, dude. You, you, you got you to gotta admit, some of, some of them people, it's just like, are you kidding me, man? Dude, I, I already told you it's mind-numbing, all right? I had a guy come up to me, point uh, at a jungle, and go, that's not a jungle. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Because that's not a jungle. I'm like, it's a jungle carpet python. Don't look like a jungle carpet python. I'm like, please, you person, tell me what a jungle carpet python looks like. I wish to hear this. I have two of them. Please go away. I mean, like, it was, it, that's how it goes sometimes. And there are yeah. times where people have come up to me at the show, and if they, if they catch me late in the show, and they're like, hey, Owen, what's up? And I'm like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> so my brain is already turned to mush. And I'm toasted. So, no, Bill, you're not going to come to Hamburg. You aren't not going to come to Hamburg. You have to Don't come to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Don't yeah. do it, Bill. Stay, stay in Tinley and in Texas where we can keep track of you. So it's, 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 just, it's one of those things where it, certain shows bring a certain clientele, and you've got to understand that. Now, it does not mean that I don't enjoy going to shows and I don't enjoy – talking with people and meeting with customers and talking with new people. Stop it, Bill. You're not coming. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's just, if I see him at the next hamburger, I'm going to lose my mind. But um, it's just the way it is. Is that sometimes. So with Bill. <laughs> so with Bill, because the next yes. thing, if he comes to the next, if he comes to the next uh, Hamburg, you and I will be at Tinley, so we'll miss him. So um, you got to make sure he looks at the calendar, right? Um, yeah. And that's just the way it goes. Sometimes you have good days at shows. Sometimes you have bad days at shows. <laughs> <laughs> we will see through your disguise, Bill. It'll be really easy. Yeah. Who's that guy with the mustache in the, in the Texas draw who sounds like Bill? Probably yeah. Bill. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that's it, 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 it's just the way it is. Some shows drag you down and beat you to senseless. And then you need the good shows where you spend all day talking to three or four people, you sell a few snakes and you have a good time. There have even been shows where it's like dead, but I have a good time because the other breeders leave their tables. They come over and talk with me. Jason Balin tries to throw wet paper towels from his table all the way to my table. Um, Howard rammed him in the ankle with that remote controlled cop car that one time. Cause he got pulled over coming back from the last show. Um, so yeah. I mean, it shows can be fun, but shows can also be yeah. mind numbing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you know part of part of the other thing that kind of has. Well, I've talked about this multiple times as of recently, <laughs> but the the whole the whole morph thing is just sort of like uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It just seems that it's taken a it's taken a turn uh, for the carpet python world that I I never I, I guess I'm naive man but I, I just never saw it going down that road and I like I the idea I like the idea of selective breeding like a coastal or an IJ or a jungle or whatever and as far as mm-hmm. which was always part of my my projects anyway but. The idea that I like for that is that the animal is somehow is valuable. And I'm not even saying that it's expensive, but it's just, it, it, it I guess it just, it has a, 
seems more valuable than you know the flavor of the well, month type of deal. If that to makes be sense. honest, it does. And to be honest, a a, a line bred animal or uh, something along those lines holds its value more than a morph. To be honest with you, uh, even locality projects can hold their value more than a morph. I mean. Yes, they don't come in. They're not introduced as expensive as the newest morph are. They hold their price for numerous amount of years. Like uh, Brisbane, Brisbane, sorry, coastals come in at (laughs) shut up. Brisbane coastals come in at this price. Like we'll say five hundred bucks each. First year they're produced. Cool. And the same year, I'm just throwing words out here. Please, God, don't take me at it. Zebra comes out the same year. Zebra comes out at like. 10 grand a baby and Brisbane's are here at 500. So, mm-hmm. you know, the next couple of years, obviously zebras are bred, they're codom, so they spread out all over the place. So the price starts dropping, 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 dropping. At Brisbane's like the next year, there'll still be 500 bucks. And then the next year, there'll still be 500 bucks. It takes more breedings for them to start ticking down below the $500 mark than it does for the highest morph out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, I guess I guess the thing of it is, is like as soon as I think that this subject for me is put to bed, somebody else will message me and want to talk about it. So it's just like keep it keeps reaving its ugly head or Dude, rearing its I, ugly I, head. I, you know, I, I it's set like the freaking NPR chat on fire the other day because somebody who's just been listening, who's, who's been listening to the show for a while, and I forget your name. I'm totally sorry if you're listening, but they've been listening to the show for a while, and they started asking questions on the. NPR chat, which are those questions that we've heard a million times. Why does everybody hate hybrids? And it's like, no, we're not doing this. We're all not drunk enough to deal with this right now. And of course, then I'm like, because, and then it just starts the whole rigmarole that we've all been through 10 million times. So <laughs> it's just sometimes newer people also come around and these topics, like they, they, they don't get dragged back out into light. Quiet, Dexter. Um, they get yeah, right. <laughs> rehatched. They get rehatched because some new people have not been around for those conversations. So these things never go away. Um, and yet, yeah, yeah. Bill says super, super zebras are still worth a lot of money, and he's correct. And the reason super zebras are worth a whole shit ton of money still is because they're hard to find because. People want the pristine tails, the really nice tails. They don't want the curly cues or the flat tails. So they've kind of held off on buying super zebras or making super zebras because of all that crap. Now we're starting to see more and more super zebras with really nice tails. So I think you're going to start seeing them more and more, hopefully, with good tails. And then they'll start kind of dipping down in price. Especially because now, didn't Paul just hatch an album? Pino super zebra. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the status is of it. Um, I know it, that it's, he did it's out of an egg. Yeah, that's all we got. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that that was that's an animal that um it's hard to come by. Super zebras. Well, so it seems that the more genes that you pile on top of zebra. Um, mm-hmm. the goofier the animal gets. So I hatched out that what was what I yeah. thought was a super caramel, super zebra jag, and the thing was defective. Oh my goodness! 
you know, it had an enlarged heart. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was neuro as hell. Um, I, 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 uh, you know, I was like, Oh, should I put this down? You know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it died before I even had the chance. Um, but, uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, that's the other thing that has me with uh, that. You know, I think about um, with uh, with morphs is um, I, the the <laughs> you. I have like like okay, albino jag. Go ahead. Right. So yes. I have an albino male jag, and the thing is so loopy. I mean, it's loopy oh, as all get out. Yeah. Yeah. He is, oh dear God. So, I don't know, man. I, I kind of, you know, I, I've always kind of gone back and forth with whether that uh, they breed, he eats. I'm not saying it's in any kind of pain or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, you know, that downing it or saying that anything is wrong with them. Um, but it's just like a personal choice that you have to make for yourself. Um, you know, mm-hmm. do you want to continue doing this or do you not? You know, I mean, that's something that every keeper and breeder has to sort of, uh, I mean, to me, is it worth what the results you get? And, you know, they're beautiful snakes, you know, but I think, I think the thing that maybe has been lost with the carpet morph thing is the emphasis on the other snake. So to Mm -hmm. me, what I've seen and not with everybody, because, you know, it, it, I don't want to make this like, you know, a, a, a morph fashion thing, but like people forget that that other snake that they're breeding. So say you have a, I don't know, uh, whatever. You have a zebra and you breed it to an ugly jungle. Well, you're not going to get pretty zebras. It, it, you know it what doesn't I mean? happen that so, way. Like, <laughs> You'll maybe get three really nice zebras, but the rest, the other 14 that. in the clutch are going to come out brown. That's if you're fucking lucky. And also, yeah. just because just because every once in a while the reptile gods just punch you right square in the jaw, that pre- one of those pretty ones will come out of the egg, drown and die. So it's like that's welcome to the world here. So you gotta that's how it works. Yeah, and you know, again, some <laughs> some some. Uh... Some of them are fine. Some of them are not, you know, it's just, again, it's just one of those things that you want to do that. Do you not want to do it? So mm. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. Just. I, well, I, we, we've talked about it before where it's like in, in ball pythons and in other animals breedings, you, you get the one, you breed it to the other and you get, the same damn thing. You get the morph, and then you're good. You're off to the wrists. With, yeah. with carpets, you really got to know what the hell you're putting together here. If you have a yeah. nice zebra, breed it to a nice jungle in order to get nice babies. You may still even get one or two mud brown ones because that happens. But, you know, hedge your bets here. Yeah, I mean, with, you know, just with like the stuff that I produced in the year that I did all the albino stuff, you know, my caramel head albino girl, um, not the greatest looking one, you know, um, but sometimes you have to take what's available. Um, you do. And then you breed it to what you would hope is a, is a nice, uh, you know, mate. And then, or, you know, with that 
project in particular, and this is sometimes what you have to do, is like you try to get the nicest ones that you can. Um, you bring mm-hmm. them together, and then you pick out the best, and you try to keep selectively breeding them, um, exactly. looking for uh, you know nicer and nicer uh, animals. Um, you know, so you know, I I think of like uh, you know an example of that I guess would be like uh, you know uh, like uh, John with his gamut jags. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you see uh, Martin out in uh, California, and he's breeding morphs. Like, he's doing, like, um, you know, zebra jags and diamond jungle jags and stuff. And he sort of worked mm-hmm. with um, – seems like he was very particular with, um, you know, with, with what he picked out and, and, and his projects, and his results show it. I mean, his, his animals are stellar, you know. And I, I think I think that's what I'm, – I'm just – I don't want to see – and I guess I, I, I'm seeing it, you know, more and more. It's just like two people, buy, like a person just buying two snakes and putting them together and, you know, think that they're going to get stellar babies. It just doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? So, it really doesn't. And you see that more and more now when it comes to and I And I do remember I was asked that question once. I was selling, it was one of your animals. You gave me a lightning line male jungle to try to sell yes. at a show for you and some uh-huh. guy comes walking up to me and he's like and, and you had it for a very reasonable price for a lightning one yeah. and the dude comes up to me and he's like how much for that one like it says so on the sticker and then he walks away and he buys a jungle carpet from one of the dealers and I'm not even sure this damn thing was a jungle carpet because it looked like it had some diamond influence in it, it looked spotted or whatever he comes over and he goes, how much for that one? And I'm like, that much. He goes, well, I'm just going to breed it to this one. I'm like, you could. You get some good babies. And he goes, well, why is that one this much and that one over there is that much? I'm like, this is a lightning line. It's a better line, better line. Better lines equal better yellow, better color. So, well, I don't understand it. I'm going to take this one and breed it to that one. I'm still going to get the same, same babies. I'm like, if you think you can take that one and breed it to one of them over there and still get babies like this and, you know, have – for the same price and have them look the same you're you're goddamn crazy and that was when he's like whatever and he walked away so it's like that's just how it goes where the perception is kind of coming over from other breeding projects where it it doesn't matter jungle is a jungle is a jungle if i breed it i'm going to get jungles and i can sell my jungles but then they're going to be totally shocked when they see people like headhunter who are selling their jungles for this much why? Because, damn it, they have lines established, and the yellows are insane. So you got to understand what you're doing here. If you want $50 jump, if you want $50 car pythons, you're right. It doesn't fucking matter. So. Yeah, I got some jungles today that are, like, uh, are pretty sweet, man. Um, they came from uh, David um, and uh, – yeah, they're going to be pretty killer. So I told you this year I was working on putting together some uh, some killer jungle projects. And yeah, you dude, you uh, should see um, Howard has that one. Um, he had this. He has this one holdback male that he brings to the shows. That like every show, you kind of want to just knock Howard unconscious and take it from him. So and like. That's just the jungle, a, a good looking black and yellow jungle. I mean, a good looking black and yellow jungle will sell itself from across a freaking room. 
So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Never but again, project. I, I, I kind of waited on the jungles just simply because, um, more, you know, a lot of people were doing it and you, I wanted to do something. That yeah. Was you had other projects. Different. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, that, that was like the last part of my carpet collection that I was, uh, putting together, but I don't know if I, I thought I took a picture of it. Let me see if I can find it. Send it oh, to you. Did, you, did you pack away all the photo equipment already or no? Mm, no, not yet. Ooh, that's got a lot of black. Yeah. And a lot of clean black too. Yeah. See, I like the you. black. You, you love black and you love the clean black. That's yeah, I'll post it over. Bad. I'll post it yeah. over in the chat. But um, I also got a pair of uh, Southern Scrubs dun, uh, dun, today uh, that came from um, Dan at DM Exotics. Um, huh. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, it was. You know, he's an awesome guy to deal with. Um, you know, my mm-hmm. my feeling with the the whole scrub thing was is that I would uh, would give it a new run with the new room, like I said, and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we uh, got away. Them, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got them real young, that kind of deal. So, um, so yeah, that's that's two projects that uh, I'm pretty uh, <laughs> beaten by a scrub. <laughs> That's awesome. I just um, I just imagine now sitting on your deck and watching you come running out of the snake room, ah, just diving into the pool <laughs> and like the scrubs on you and all like that would be. I don't think I could get yeah. my phone out fast enough to start recording, but oh my god, I try. So, yeah. well, I I I dealt with them before, you know. Here's one, um, but I didn't finish the. Uh, that's the girl. Ooh. Uh, Wow. Yeah. That's a good looking Southern. Yeah. I always liked Southerns, but they weren't as, they're not as flashy as the Jayas, but they're also not as horrifically evil. So it's like flashy, (laughs) flashy, really pretty, bite my face off. Flashy, really pretty. (laughs) But so it's like, I'll take the tone down scrub because I wish to live. Um, It's just, uh, I, I and that's the thing is, dude. I have a love hate relationship with Scrubs. Um, I kind of like them, and they absolutely despise me. So it's kind of one of those <laughs> things. And and as they despise me, I slowly grow to hate them. So right now, I don't really have. I don't. Have, I have one Scrub in the house right now, and I he's. I yeah. I I I don't want him, but because of what he is, I won't get rid of him. But I won't. I'm not real in a real rush to find him a mate because I don't want him. So it's it's really hard. I mean, I have a patterned exantic uh, tanabar, mm-hmm. and it's like That's... I want uh, I, I want to get I want to get rid of him. But you don't see that many patterned exantic tanabars, and I can't hold on to him. Plus, he's producing massive sperm plugs. I should get him a girl. I don't want to spend my rough scale money on a. It, it, it's it's a love hate relationship. It's horrible. <laughs> so, so I'll find something to trade you for, uh, but oh, that, that's for that's for that's for a later on. Um, 
Yeah, for all I'm sure after hours is after the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um my uh my uh favorite scrub, locality of scrub. Um I guess I would have to say um when it comes to locality of uh Amethystina, um mm. you know, I used to be um the Highland stuff used to be my favorite, and I think the reason that I like that, if I'm just being honest, is because it was the hardest to find. You know, <laughs> now it's everywhere. <laughs> well, it, no, it, it's it, like it's like you want what you can't have, and it's like, oh, if course. I one day can work with them. When in reality, if I'm looking at a scrub and just kind of like what catches my eye, uh, I would have to say Jaipura. Um just because they, you know, that banding and dude, that's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you, have, just you, have that, you have that orangey kind of sunset color with the black and it's just like, boom. And you get the tan around the face and normally the blood that's trickling through their teeth. I mean, like it, <laughs> it, they are absolutely a gorgeous animal and to see an adult Jaya, um, I, I've had several adult jays in my collection, and each one looked different, but each one was totally eye-catching. And um, I went to if you if you ever are going to zoos and you mm-hmm. want to see a zoo that has a really nice reptile place, the Columbus Zoo in Columbus, Ohio, has okay. an awesome reptile house. And you walk through, and they have barnack scrubs, macaques pythons, they had olive pythons, they had all this stuff. And walking through, it was like every other person that was, like, wandering around me was, like, you know, snake, 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 moving on. And I'm, like, up against the glass going, oh, my God. And, like, and this was before I had all these animals in my collection. If I had, if I go back now, I'm pretty sure I'll be, like, mine's bigger. So it's, like, you know, that's <laughs> – but but it's, it's stuff you don't normally see. Like, you know, they, you mentioned the Philly Zoo had, like, a giant-ass um, – Barnack hanging out in one of their cages, just draped over a branch half the time. Dude, I, I remember when I first went to Site B, and when I first went to oh, Site yeah. B, besides the berm you, you, <laughs> that you I couldn't stop staring so at. <laughs> I'm like, look at the whalers. You're like, look at the hypo berm. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, but the thing that probably I found the most impressive was that southern adult. Uh, scrub that you guys had in that, yeah. you know, in that big cage that you, you sold. I yeah. believe you sold them, right? Um, we did. We have man. A, right now, right. Whew. I mean, right now, Chris has uh, the Perijayas, which we're being very hush-hush about the Perijayas because I don't want to talk about how there's a possibility that they will be paired up this year. Uh, what? Anyway, um, <laughs> the, the pair of Wuminas that I'm pretty yeah. sure someone is going to kill Chris for and take Ryan. <laughs> um, then there's uh, – and then he's got a pair of southern scrubs. So he's got those six scrubs, and that's it. Right. And all he's working with, that's all he's working on. So we did get rid of those large southerns, and we did get rid of the Jays because, remember, we had the one female become egg-bound, and she died with a whole clutch of eggs in her. And mm-hmm. that sucked. Um, then we got the one male Tell who me about it. had the, it did. So 
we got that, and then, uh, you know, over the whole thing of, like, we're raising up, it was basically what I'm doing with the whitelist. We were raising up these really good-looking babies, in the meantime, fucking around with all these wild-caught adults, trying to get them to breed, and really wasn't working out. So, uh, in a pinch, we ended up ditching all the wild-caught ones, and we just now have those groups. So, it's one of those things where I would love to have baby scrubs, and I say that now, knowing that when it happened, I'll probably be pissed as shit at them all because they won't eat. They'll bite me on the knuckles, and, you know, I won't like any of them. Right. But I would love to yeah. have baby scrubs. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I've always I've always kind of uh, liked scrubs. I, I've always gone back and forth on whether or not it should be something that I keep. But um, mm-hmm. impressive animals. I mean, like I said, when I, when I saw that, that, that adult, you know, because usually when you're seeing stuff, you see it at a show. It's not an adult. It's a juvenile. It's a baby. You're not seeing uh, a healthy adult scrub, you know. And, like, when I went there and saw that, I was kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That is a cool I mean, thing. And- we, it was we like had perched this one out, little, you know, it was like a big yeah. perch in there. Oh, yeah, we, it was cool. We had these, we had these stupid neodesha cages that didn't have glass in the front. They had nothing but drilled holes, and it was a, yeah. a solid plastic front. And we anchored these huge ass branches in those things, and you would uh-huh. open it up, and that, and and all twelve feet of that scrub, because the jays we had were huge, and they would just be curled up on those branches like a chondro. And it's just sitting there, and there's an animal whose like head is the size of your hand, and you're like, hello. Uh-huh. And, 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 and the, the problem is, and the reason I hated those cages is to open them, you had to be within striking distance. You had to open them and like, yeah. and like peek in and hope to God it wasn't like right there. So yeah. it, it it was it's one of those things, but they were they're awesome animals, which is why you know I always loved the fact that they were not under my care because. I wouldn't be the one that was bleeding all over the place. I would just be like, oh, that sucks to be you. Next yeah. question. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're great animals if you have, if you don't mind getting ripped into or if you have somebody who can do it for you. So, Yeah, I, I think, though, with pythons, I, I got to tell you, man, the most aggressive snakes in my collection are my ball pythons. <laughs> the most I ones that I get to them. Uh, I, I get bit by them all the time. <laughs> you they, got bit at Bill's house. You're like, Bill, I'm cleaning this ball python, and it bit you. And I'm like, did you open its mouth and shove your hand in it? Because, like, I'm over there poking a carpondro in the face, and it's not biting me. And you're getting bit by yeah. ball pythons in the corner. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, that whole this is a beginner snake thing, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's bullshit, that's man. That's horseshit, yeah. <laughs> That's some, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's some, uh, some, what do you call it? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting off key. It's Royals. It's Royals. Royals. Um, Royal Pythons. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. But, yeah, so I got those, working with those again. We'll see. Raise them up, you know, six years from now. <laughs> we'll try giving them a go, breeding them, see what happens. Let's see um, if you have the space now. Like, if you wanted to build the big ass setup cage with them you can yeah well that's the other the other thing yeah the other thing i'm toying with is um you know cages i mean you know this is something when you're moving that you think about you know do i go buy cages do i make my own i think i'm leaning towards making my own um 
simply because I can custom design them to the way that I want them. You could, and, you know, yeah. I'll have a, I'll have a space where I can actually work on them and build them correctly. And, you know, it's would much you, cheaper. Like, would you go and get like the sheets of the crap that my cages are made out of? Probably. Yeah. If you do let me know, cause I want to buy some sheets and I'll make my cages with you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I got help. the tools. It's just, it's silly not to, um, not to do it. I know. You can have custom light. And you know what, to be honest, if you were going to build your own cages, you could literally get every single goddamn inch out of your snake room. Use like usable. Like yeah. you could make it measured cut. You could have odd angled, like stupid corner cages. If you really wanted to get fancy with it, you could go all out and have every single part of that room covered. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's kind of the idea, but, um, yeah, I don't know. So, um, yeah, that's it as far as the move thing. Um, Daytona was this past weekend and yeah, I guess, um, <clears throat> I mean, Daytona used to be the show of shows, man. I mean, this was, was the big deal. Um, I know you've yeah. never been to Daytona, right, Owen? I have not. I have not been to Daytona. Yeah, I think so. Last year I went, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess for me it was uh, to me I was impressed with it, um, but I haven't been to you know back in the old days, so I really didn't know um, what the difference. You know what I mean? What the difference Kate, was? I know. Right. What'd you say? Um. KJ says it was trash, but um, I'm not sure trash. if KJ likes anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was trash. Nice. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. He's just unhappy. But anyway, it, it, it you're right. You, like the, the problem is, I think a lot of people would be disappointed. It's like if Tinley were to like next year go to shit, would we sit there for the rest of our lives going, "This isn't like the Tinley we knew"? I mean. Yeah, Probably. well, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, guess, I, I think the thing with for me, what would make that mm-hmm. show hard to vend, is just the 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 permit systems and stuff that Florida has in place. The laws, you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, it's almost like it's almost like for Daytona to be really really good, you have to come from out of state to come down to Daytona to buy the shit and then bring it back to your state, and then it's basically like a glorified Hamburg or white plains it's it's like the same kind of you don't ever have the you know the best of the best it's not the big breeder show it's not where everybody's coming and people are coming from overseas to set up you know to do all that kind of crap it's just kind of it's another reptile show it went from being the top to another reptile show which doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be having it's going to have bad stuff it's just it's not what it used to be well, I talked to uh, Dennis McNamara about um, yes. what he thought of Daytona. Um, he sent me a message. Um, I was going to get him to come on real quick and just give us an update of what he thought, but he had plans tonight, so he was busy. Uh, but uh, Boo. this is what he said. He said it was awesome. Uh, it was a fun show. He said sales were good. Um, he said uh, it wasn't crowded with vendors as it once was. Um, lots of good stuff to see especially if you like turtles and tortoises. Uh, maybe that's why KJ didn't like it. Um, See, God, 
KJ. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so I asked him if the scaleless ball python was there. Uh, he said yes, uh, uh, which we'll we'll, we'll 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 bookmark that and we'll come back to that in a second. But um, uh. um, he said they were interesting looking animals, um, and uh, uh, of course uh, he was talking about the. I don't know if you saw that picture floating around on Facebook. See, here's the other thing. Not to go off on a tangent, go on. but here's the other thing that really kind of grinds my gears. You can't find yes. <laughs> any of these. You know, you remember? Uh, here we go. Remember in my day? Yes. But remember when Do you it. would see you would see like all the pictures of the show in one spot? Yes. Yes. Can we just like? I don't know. Well, it's like not make another no, but group, but the, God damn it, man. Can't we just put them in one spot so I can go and see them no, all? But that's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That is the responsibility of the people who are running the show. The show itself should have a Facebook page. So what they should do is have, Hey, if you're going to post pictures, tag, use this tag so that everything can get routed to one big dude. freaking goddamn dude. We can't even get people to post a picture for the calendar contest on our Facebook page. Shut up! All right, I know. (laughs) Come on! (laughs) All right. So maybe reptile pieces will need to be more technologically inclined. But there should be a way to link all those pictures together. So, yes, maybe we should start a thread. There used to be this thing called... There used to be this thing called a forum that... It's dead and gone. It's dead. Over. I don't even. Shot I don't care. Gone. You and I are probably one of the main reasons it is dead. Okay. Yeah. So I don't care if it is on Facebook, but can do do I have to be part of seven thousand different goddamn groups in order to get the what full picture of what happened at Tinley Park? I'm so. I, I mean, it's Daytona. I Why do you think I leave groups? Listen, guys, fans, listeners, I love you all. But I am not going to no, be a don't. part of your. <laughs> no, I hate. I hate every single one of you. But if you <laughs> shut up, if you <laughs> if you add me to a group which is like buying and trading animals in Southeast Asia, I'm going to leave it because I'm not in Southeast Asia. I can't be a part of this. Why would I? Leave <laughs> mm. Anyhow. I just, you know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just okay. So that I'm, I'm back on track for a second. Um, All right. But All right. Uh, there was a picture of Dennis, and he had that Bolins. Um, that was actually yeah. an animal that uh, Tom Keoghan picked up. Um, oh. So that's how that happened. Uh, he said. So wait, were there uh, multiple Bolins around that show? I guess so. Because Tom Keoghan got that one, and I have a friend who picked up an adult Boland at Daytona as well. So was Maybe there was a fire like, sale. <laughs> did we miss a freaking, like, the one show that we did not go to where they giving away Boland's at the door? Yeah. The show, I, I know a couple guys that should have been at Daytona, but somehow yeah. missed that call. So. That would be nice. Here, You're the you're the hundredth person through the door. Here's the Boland's. Here's a bullet. I would hand it immediately. I, I would just, I would walk directly over to, um, I would just walk directly over to ship your reptiles and be like, yes, please send this to Chad Gray, please. And it's like, that would just, <laughs> and that would be, I would just get this away from me before I kill it. So, yeah. 
Well, uh, so KJ tells not, us that there was Cole no, we're not, and Jags no, we're not in gonna, there as well. We're not going to talk about them. We are not going to you know? talk about them. No, not going to mean, do Don't want to talk about them. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah. Let's let's not talk about them. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I can't say anything. If I can't say anything good, you just keep, you move on. <laughs> well, let me just do. All right, listen. The the, the Colons Jags that were there was apparently there was a breeding done a few years ago of a Bullins to an Iron Chair carpet python. Yes. Okay, so yep. one of their offspring, a Colons, was bred to an IJ Jag. To make these Colleen's oh, Jags. And For the abomination. The, <laughs> the problem is that the, ba- the babies lo- look like normal Jags and carpets. That's all it is. Oh, I mean, is that, that like, what I saw? That picture yes! that I saw? Oh, yes! God. That's yes! not even worth it. No. You know? It's like, what the fuck? It's like, the reason we keep talking, the reason we always use a joke about how Someone's going to breed a rough scale to a green tree and call it the battle chondro. And, and people are like, really, you think they are? I'm like, reason number one, if they do it and it comes out with bumpy scales, they'll do it 10 million more times. If, it, if they right. do it and it comes out brown, they'll never do it again. So, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> we've made the Colleen's. We've made the Colleen's Jags. They look like normal Jags. We'll never do this again. It's just like, remember that Mac Jag or something that we saw? And it's just like, congratulations. It looks like a fucked up carpet python. We'll never yeah. do it again. So. You know the one I wonder what happened to is the um uh the uh Hal Mahara jag. Remember the Hal Mahara oh. scrub was bred with the jag? Yeah. You know, you know what I really wanted to see pictures of or that video again? Did you ever see the video of somebody bred a jag to a spider? No. There's actual video of somebody, it. Like that, a spider well, yeah, because it, it ball python. Yes. Right. They bred a jag to a spider ball python. Now, this is one of those myths that will float around a reptile show, uh, and mm-hmm. everybody will say they did it, and they popped out, like, these great-looking babies, and one was all white, and it was great, and then, it, like, their friend had it, and it died. Mysteriously. But, uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's just like the whole, I bred bullings in my basement. It's like, shut up. It's a lie. Yeah. But somebody showed me a video once. How much Never we happened. love Hamburg. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dear God. But... Somebody actually showed me a video once where they bred a spider ball python to a, to a uh, Aaron J. Jack. And one of the babies was so fuck up. It was ridiculous. They, it it, it kind of had this weird stripey kind of tiger pattern on okay. like, like t- tiger the animal, not tiger the carpet python. So, um, it, it, but it was moving corkscrews and wiggling and, Flip it all around, and, it, and I'm like, was it agitated? They're like, no, it was just a normal move around the cage. I'm like, wow. They're like, it died like two days later. I'm like, no shit. So, wow. Yo, dude, I mean, so in my opinion, those they're compatible genes, but holy balls. Um, <laughs> Literally. <it's, laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> God. <laughs> We've reached that part of the night. But anyway, it's, yeah. it's, it's just that's the way it was. But anyway, Daytona, you know, um, uh, I, I, for one, heard it had a good display of animals. Uh, a guy I know walked away from Daytona with uh, an Aldabra tortoise, a Cayman lizard, and a Bolin's python. So those wow. are some pretty good finds at any show. Yeah, I know, right? Um, $11,000. Wow. 
Yep. That would that would be a good uh, <laughs> good weekend if you made eleven thousand dollars. I guess. Uh, I, oh my it, god. <laughs> if I made $11,000 at, 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 like, Tinley Park, I'd be like, I'm buying dinner tonight. So, I mean, like, Owen will get very generous if people start spending money at his table. Everyone should know that. So. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, the uh, So, what was the other thing he said? Uh, Mark Carpatrick, um, he had Sanzini on his table. That's a cool species. I like them a lot. That is, um, they they do really look cool, and they have like that really cool kind of face. So, yeah. Um, he also told me that uh, Tom Burke had um, VPI pos- uh, VPI T positive IMG boas, which I was trying to see if I could find a picture of. Um, and well, then the one I just sent was a hypo boa. leopard. Oh, there you go. That's Good job, insane. KJ. KJ's on top of things. But the one before that was uh, the one before that was um, that is a hypo leopard boa. That's insane. That is insane. That is a weird ass crazy pattern looking boa. I don't want boas. Um, I hate live bears. (laughs) (laughs) I I won't do it it again. And he said that there was lots and lots of blue tongue skinks all over the place. Oh my God, silver savus! Oh wow, my they had God, dollars a pair. I do need a team more python. Oh boy, why the hell wasn't I shown this earlier, KJ? <laughs> what the hell? You know, there I you go. It, and you know for a fact I need one. If you bought that, I'm gonna be pissed. That's right. Finish typing. <laughs> Lovely. Tell me you bought um, it because I need one. You son of a bitch. You didn't buy it. What the hell? All right. You know, KJ and I are going to fight later. So, you know, that'll be a moment on time. So, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, that's kind of, that, kind of the rundown. Um, um, <laughs> it's been funny about alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well <laughs> it is the beach, you right. know. I mean there is there's a certain I mean, uh well, I mean well what is it what is it Matt always used to say? He used to go down to Daytona and like do the show and his wife would like go to the beach. <laughs> it's like it's a perfect <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> uh uh-huh. for everybody. For all involved. Um Yeah. So, where did he get that white NPR shirt? Did we have a white NPR shirt we did for a while? Yeah, I had that specially made for him. Oh my God, isn't KJ special? I don't yeah. even have a white NPR shirt. The hell is this? Anyway, nope. <laughs> um, so scaleless ball python. Ugh. What if there was a scaleless carpet python? <laughs> One that work with it? Oh God! <laughs> no. Yeah, me no. neither, man. Nah. That's like saying, like, what if there was a scaleless rough scale? You've taken everything that was cool about that animal and now removed it. So it's like, it, it's a snake now that feels like a, uh, like, I don't know, like a wet, a wet plastic bag. It's, I, I can't, no, dude, scaleless animals, scaleless snakes to me are just, they're freaky looking and 
I don't like them. I don't like the kind of things that uh, I've been told, like issues that they may have. Um, no, I, I would never work with Scalus. Yeah, me neither. I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm not. I don't bash a, the Scalus at all. You know, it's, I'm just not a fan. It just doesn't. But I, look I too weird. Yeah, too weird. <laughs> I agree. So, yeah, and I hope. Not, hope and it's not just. Scaleless ball pythons, scaleless rat snakes look weird too. Yeah, I know they are snakes. strange. Remember when we were at Daytona and that that I can't remember who it was, but some guy came up Daytona. to us. And he was, I mean Tinley. Um, yeah, and uh, when we were at Tinley, and the guy came up and was showing us all those pictures of the scaleless corn snakes. You remember yeah, that? Oh my god! And yeah. Like, no way, I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> But do you remember they auctioned off at Tinley the first, like, the shed of the scaleless? Get it away, Bill. Why do you post that up there? God. They auctioned off the shed of the scaleless ball python, and I'm like, congratulations. It, 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 it like, it, it looks like a pair of pantyhose that just you tacked up on a board. It's, oh. Yeah. No, Bill. Yeah. I do not want a scaleless ball python. See, my fear is that they'll get, like, cheap enough that Bill will, like, send one just to torture me, like, just mail it to me. And I have to, like, <laughs> there's a scaleless ball python in my house. And it's, like, that's, like, the epitome of everything Owen doesn't want in his snake collection. <laughs> a scaleless animal that is a ball python. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, I'm hoping what they stay it? up, like, really pricey and I never have to deal with this. No, no, no scaleless ruffies. It's, no, sacrilege. Bite your tongue. Now I wonder if you bred that scaleless ball python, and you hi- you made a hybrid with it, if the offspring would come out uh, scaleless. <laughs> the scaleless wall. <laughs> the scaleless <laughs> ball python bred with a walma. Ah, God! We're going to end up with these things. Because just the yep. is, they're going to take the scaleless and they're going to move it through all the morphs because they already have. Didn't they already have the Scaleless uh, pastel or super pastel that just is now coming out. Yeah, I think that's what was at Daytona. Well, exactly. So, so they're starting to move scaleless through the different morphs. You know, they're going to start getting into scaleless clown, scaleless albino, scaleless this, scaleless that. They're going to start moving it all the way through. And you know, it's only right. a matter of time until the prices for scaleless start dropping down below to where the people who will get them are the people who will start who won't mind chucking together with whatever the hell. So they will make a scaleless wall because why? It's the, the, that they'll eventually get there. Super pastel yeah. scaleless, yeah. That's over in the yeah. chat. So for people who are wondering, like, what the hell we're talking about during the show? Why we're screaming? So, yeah, yeah. So. It's over in our NPR <laughs> chat. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get, I, I get like the idea of it and the colors and how they intensify. So I get it. It's just not something that me personally, I it just like. It's they're like they're like hairless cats and hairless dogs. Oh, they just God. don't look right. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you seen? Have you seen a hair like? Have you actually seen a hairless dog like a dogo or whatever the hell they are? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, and petting it, it's like you're petting a leather sofa. It's like, yeah. this isn't enjoyable for me at all. So <laughs> it's like it, and that's what it is. I mean, and then you have hairless cats where it's like, 
I know that some hairless cats are kind of like peach fuzz, but then there are other ones where it's like, it, like some of the worst things in the world, in my opinion, pictures of are overweight hairless cats because it's just this thing with fat rolls all over it. Just like, oh my god. Yeah. And so, and that's pretty much what you're looking at. And there are some people that absolutely love hairless animals, and there's some people who are like, that is a disgusting gremlin creature that needs to be killed with fire. And that's the same <laughs> way you can kind of get with scaleless animals. So. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, scaleless do nothing for me. Nothing. And I would never work with them. I mean, no. Um, <laughs> I, oh, uh, my God. <laughs> a royal rough scale? That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> Shut up, you! Shut up, you! I'm just I'm taking his... Th- That's it. That's it. I'm just That's kidding. It. He's lost. Um, so... So I saw I saw a post, and this kind of ties into yep. shows like Daytona, Tinley Park, all that stuff. Um, and it was by Jason Hood, and he was more or less talking about um, his thoughts as far as like I forget how actually he started it. I don't know if he was kind of venting and saying like the people that complain about you know every time I go to a show I just see ball pythons and leopard geckos and crested geckos and you know Uh, there's never any you know variety blah 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 so i i i took this little excerpt from uh from one of his posts and uh i'm just going to read it and then we can we can uh, talk about it for a second um there are currently and have been the big five or so species that sell at shows if you want to see the guys yep. who need to turn a profit to eat or pay their bills start bringing something other than the current big five, you need to buy those items or make it a point to hit up those guys who have had odd species with cash in hand. I've done enough shows that I barely ever try to barter on most purchases unless I know the seller is flipping for a profit. Guys I know who produce their own stuff, I give the respect of simply asking how much and paying that price in most cases. I hate the ball market for what it has done to the diversity at shows, but I have never faulted the guys for going where the money is. I know I know a ball breeder just moved to Florida and bought a house and bought a house off of ball python money. I can't fault the guy for that. I however will never be paying off a house with the species that he works with, and he's okay with that. So I thought it brought up a good, uh, you know, you know, I, I've said a thousand times, you put your money where you, you pay with your dollar, that whole thing. You've heard yeah. me rant about that over and over again. But I think this is a good point. Like, you know, the guy that's bitching about the fact that all you ever see at a show is ball pythons is the same guy that goes to the show and if you have a, you know, I don't know, let's say, uh, let's use one of Matt's like uh, super duper ocelot, uh, you know, Borneos, which are, you know, are, are amazing animals and are priced accordingly. And the guy's going to mm-hmm. him and haul and say, well, no, uh, you know, I, how about I give you, you know, 400 bucks for it as opposed to the 800 price tag that you have on the animal. And, you know, it kind of, it kind of. It's not like I'm anti-bartering or anything like that, but I thought he brought up a good point that, like, you know, going to a show costs money, first of all, especially if it's a two-day show like Daytona or Tinley. You know, 
You have yeah. to pay pay to get there. You know, you have to either pay pay for the table, get your animals there, or you know, mm-hmm. you're driving there, which is a pain in the ass. Um, then you got to pay for the table. You got to pay for food. Uh, you got to pay for a hotel. You know, and and before yep. you know it, you gotta you gotta somehow uh, you know uh, make make some type of money in order just to get even forget about even mm-hmm. just turning a profit. You're talking about getting even. And then you got some guy that's walking up to you and wants to buy it for $400 less because he said that he saw it somewhere else for $400 cheaper, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. What's, what are your thoughts? And what do you think? My thoughts are the market is the market is. So, you know, everybody, Right, because you said the big five things are popular because those are the things that people end up buying. I mean, those are the people who are, they make good pets, so people buy them as their first animal. Also, a bunch of people buy them for what they can get them for at the show so that they can quickly go and resell them on like Craigslist or something the next day. It's, those are the big five. You got your Cresties, your Leopards, your Ball Pythons, your Boas. I mean, it's, it's like that kind of stuff. So, and those are what sells. And I hate to break it to everybody, that is what sells. So a lot of people, if I'm trying to turn a profit and I'm filling up my table, you can see that with the dealers. The majority of the table is still going to be ball pythons, leopard geckos, stuff they know will sell that people can, you know, that they can make money off of. That's the whole point. The whole point of most of the people at the reptile show is to make money off of what they're breeding and selling. So they have to fill their table with what is selling and they don't they know exactly how much they paid for it and right. they're going to mark it up so that they still make a profit i mean what people kind of have to understand is that you know you go to the dealer's table and he's got let's say nile monitors for let's say five bucks each he paid right. a buck a piece he paid a buck a piece piece for each one of them that's how right it goes. and you're going to come over to him and you're gonna be like i'm going to give you four dollars and he's going to say okay you think you won, you moron. He's still making a profit off your ass. It's not the triple, quadruple profit you normally get. So, right. you know, you can barter, but you're, you're not really winning. So the other people who are not there to turn a profit and not there to make sure they make a ton of money off of what they're trying to sell, when you go and try to barter with them, they're not really, they're not going to wiggle for you. Because I I bred this animal, I raised this animal, I put all my money into this animal. I would like to sell it for the two hundred dollars because that is what I believe it is worth, and that is how much I believe I put into it. Now that same animal, maybe not as good looking, is over on the dealer's table, and he paid some cat at a god knows where twenty bucks for it. So of course he's going to sell it to you for four hundred dollars. Duh. So. Yeah, but yeah, and I guess my point is is like, okay, so if you want to see, I don't know, let's pick, uh, you know, if you wanted to see emerald tree bows at a show or something like that, you know what I mean? And you want to see those, uh, you know, Amazon tree bows and emerald tree bows. If you go to a show, uh, obviously, if the guy that breeds emerald tree bows goes to a show and says, you know what, I'm going to give it a try, and he goes say to Tinley Park and he doesn't sell anything and he says, well, you know, I'll give it one more try and see how it goes. And he doesn't sell anything again. Meanwhile, the person that comes up to the table, that's going oogling and ogling about 
uh, you know, what's at the show or what's not at the show and is looking at their table and saying, Oh my God, I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. With a ball Python in their hand. And not that I'm not knocking the fact that they, they bought the ball Python, I guess, but you know, if you really wanted to see, it's not like they, that they can just go to a show just for well, the sake of I'll, going I'll, to the show. You know, I, I don't think I'll, I'll I'm saying this right, but no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I got it. I'll take it one step further. If if you if you want to see new species, different species, a certain species at the show, spend the money with the breeder who's dedicated to that species. Because if you spend the money, even if you don't buy it at the show, buy it online. Contact the guy. If more people contact this guy because he breeds emerald tree bows and he sells a bunch of emerald tree bows and they're popular, then maybe he'll be like, you know, I'll try to go give a show a shot. And then he'll show up to the show with his emerald tree bows. So it's like, don't, if you really want emerald tree bows, go spend the freaking money, get it from the guy who knows what they're doing. And then you'll, the, the species will progress. If everybody just goes and buys the imported babies that come in in a brand, uh, you know, wooden box, then the breeder's just going to keep to himself, sell a few of them to a few people online and never go to the show. So, yeah. So that got me thinking, is that why yeah. maybe – Maybe even if it's not something that chondro breeders have thought about, is that why they don't go to a show? For instance, and well, the reason that I'm saying that is because okay, so you are you selectively bred, say a ruse, okay? You, you've you've had these arus, you bred them, you have lineage that goes back to when you purchased them from Bushmaster, blah 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 blah, you know. Um, You've made all these different uh, lines or, or different um, uh, animals that consistently look a certain way. So your animal is going to be priced, priced accordingly, even though it's just an aru, right? You know, you're going to say, okay, I want 600 bucks. And meanwhile, uh, across from you is the uh, guy that's selling the imported uh you know uh chondro that uh probably hasn't taken a meal uh mm. <laughs> probably dehydrated uh doesn't cool. sit on a perch in the thing and is just laying there right. in the uh display case and they want 250 and where yeah. nine times out of ten does that person go and buy that out of fifty Exactly. Well, because it's what it is. I mean, that's honestly got what I, I believe a lot of the Condra guys don't show up the shows anymore is because it would be filled. The day would be filled with why are you so pricey? Well, that guy's cheaper. The entire freaking day would be, you know, that. And a lot of, and also the problem, the thing is with the Condra community, if you have a lot of really nice, really stellar animals, a lot of them are sold once they hit the freaking ground. I mean, let's be completely honest. If you have, well, yeah, um, that, that, I mean, uh, you know, Bill's Bill's one chondro, that black and blue crazy monstrosity. I yeah. guarantee to you, the first clutch that thing sires, it hits the ground. People are going to be asking to, for Bill to write their name on eggs. All right, so that's just going to happen. And I understand that, but here's the 
here's the other side of that that I would say. Yes, you know, nine times out of ten, chondros are going to sell themselves because, you know, especially when it has that kind of documentation and whatnot. But if you want to grow that community, right, then you got to put yourself in Mm. front of people that don't necessarily know the uh, misconceptions uh, that have been told to them for years about how chondros are. And here's the other part of it. Wouldn't you want to mm-hmm. just sell your snake and give it to the person rather than go through the shipping part of it? So an animal that's already um, highly susceptible to stress, you're going to stress it out more when you have the opportunity to where you couldn't, so to where you wouldn't stress it out. And, and, and yeah. if you go into an event like Tinley Park, which is, you know, for all intents and purposes, let's say that this is the reptile show of the year. Shouldn't there be some representation mm. of Chondro uh, people at that show? I mean, it used to be Rico used to be there. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, now yeah. it's that void's kind of lost. I mean, I know we had Ryan Burke and, and um, Jason Stevens um, with yeah. us, but at the same time, I just, I don't know. I'm just saying that if you wanted to see them at a show, right, then the people that are Give going to the show – you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, why, why would they go to a show that's going to frustrate you even more? Like if I, if I bred just chondros and I'm trying to explain to everybody the difference between my animal and that animal that's across the, the table there for 200 bucks, you know, and why this is better for you to buy, they're not – the average person is going to be like, no, I'm not – no, I'm just going to get this and hope for the best. You know what I mean? And then call you three weeks from now when the thing won't eat, if that makes sense. So, I don't know. Just a thought that popped into my head when I was uh, reading that post. You're right. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like if you want different animals there, then obviously support the different breeders. And eventually they will show up. Or hell and start breeding your own and get there that way so right i mean how many people stopped at at tinley i put the mac lots that i bought in the display at tinley and people were asking crazy questions all over the freaking place it's like right. sometimes when there's just something different there in front of them they lose their goddamn minds yeah so and yep. i guess i guess you <clears throat> as a as a breeder uh, that's going to a show i think you have to assume that certain amount of people, uh, especially if you're dealing with animals that people don't necessarily uh, see um, all the time, um, they're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, uh, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll stop by and they'll be amazed at that animal. And maybe you don't sell it till, till later on after the show. But it's still the fact that you were at the show um, mm-hmm. probably uh, made you that sale, even though. You know, oh, I've had I, that happen to me. I'm sure you've had that happen to you. You know, dude, I brought I brought Romulus and Vulcan to several shows when they were younger, um, just to have ruffies at, on the table. I slapped so many not for sale signs all over their freaking displays, but I brought them with me just because they were a cool thing to talk about, and a lot of people had never even seen, heard, or touched a rough scale python. So, yeah, it's not like every day you're going to come across those. You know, yeah. which is probably why there was such a hit at Carpet Fest 
all around. You know, yeah, it's not something yeah. that people normally see. Um, and no. they get excited about it. So I really should have kept those to myself because then, you know, I would have been able to buy more roughies from Dave D. But, like, everybody who was handling the Romulus at the Carpet Fest, like, bought them all before I could get down there again. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't cool. share p- things with people anymore. So, um, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I was, I was curious on your thoughts on that from a guy that does shows all the time, uh, way more than I do. Um, but yeah, it, it, it shows, shows are weird, dude. I mean, and it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, the last Hamburg show, um, there was an entire table filled with Asian rat snakes and cave dwelling rat snakes and all this other stuff. And I'm at the table going, "Oh my god!" I'm like looking them all over, and I'm like, "Oh man, if I just sold a few more carpet pythons, or man, if I didn't have the beauty snakes right now, if I had room in quarantine, it's like you know all this other stuff." Other people are like, "Look, glance, walk away." I mean, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see, what else do I have on my list? So, I guess the bad news is that for people that don't know, um, for me Mm -hmm. personally, is Poison Ivy died. Um, She was egg bound. uh, Mm -hmm. And um, I took her to the vet. Tried to mm-hmm. get the eggs out. Um, I think somehow, some way, the eggs uh, did something inside because they moved down um, and they yeah. were right at the vent, but they were all built up right around that area. And uh, it was uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a bummer to say the least. Um, yeah, because. You know, that was this project that I was particularly, you know, working on and hoping for. Luckily, um, I have the babies. Um, All of them. Yeah. Um, and they're showing good signs. Uh, of good. Following in her footsteps. Uh, it just means but, it just means you're going to have to wait longer than you expected because you would have had her to breed back to one of her sons. Now you have to wait for the daughters to be old enough. Yeah, which I only have one daughter, one female. Right. The rest were males. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Owen suggests outcrossing. Yeah. Owen suggests well, outcrossing. Yeah, and you know, I I sexed them when they were young. I haven't really bothered sexing them too much, uh, like the whole clutch. <laughs> I kind of did the one that was a male, you know, that I was gearing towards breeding to her. <laughs> <laughs> knew that he was the male, but Got the other him. ones, yeah. I didn't necessarily worry too much about, you know what I mean? Like it was just, they were right. all on the same uh, feeding regimen. So it, it, to me, it didn't really matter. It would sort it out later type of deal, but uh, what a kick in the balls, man. You know, especially when you have it a project really is, and, dude. you know, yeah. that is a, is a, is a specific, uh, a specific animal that, you know, it's like, can't be replaced. Um, right. But what are you going to do? I mean, it is what it is. That's sort of the, the thing of dealing with live animals is that, uh, 
live animals or dead animals at some point, you know. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where that project is. Um, that's which, yeah, I mean, to go from such a high of saying, you know, oh my God, she's going to lay a clutch um, to her actually passing is just like, wow, this, this blows. <laughs> I've actually I've actually been there because my uh, my MBB line Jag Aurora uh, same thing I thought she was gonna lay a clutch of caramel Jag and this is back when caramel Jags were practically unheard of and I was all ready and I was all geared up and then uh-huh. something wasn't right and then two days later she was dead and I actually I actually. I realized she was gone and it was one of those, I, I kind of waited and made sure. And then I cut her open. I, right. I cut her open to get the egg. I got her open to get the eggs out because I thought, uh-huh. all right, she's died. Now I got to try to save the babies. And I pulled all those eggs out and none of them were right. Like they were all too soon. Uh, I put whatever I thought was good in the incubator and they all went bad a couple weeks later. So, you know, but it's almost like you got to go into like, you're really sad and upset and you're like, fuck is the animal is like, and it's one of your favorites too. And you're like, yeah, really kind of beside yourself. But then like, it's got to, it, it like clicks. It's like eggs and you got to like get over that and get in there and pretty much cut open your animal to get it. it it's, it's weird. And it's not fun, and it's a bad situation all around. And you're right, it does. You're up at, like, the top of it going, like, oh, man, we're getting eggs soon to the pits of fuck. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a crazy roller coaster for sure. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. that's another reason, I guess, part of my, like, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, where you're, like, kind of, like, you know, not, not burn out, but you know what I mean? Like, that you're you're up you're down you're up you're down you're like oh my god but uh i'm 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 glad that i made the decision to hold back all of her all of her babies um yeah which uh if if people thought they were going to get one of those soon that is <laughs> not ever ever going to happen now i mean people were like oh yeah poison ivy babies are going to get released soon oh hell no hell yeah. no yeah. Sorry, so, people. Back to the drawing board with that 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 project. Um, but imagine I, if I, you had not gotten that clutch of pure IJ, or imagine if you had sold all but that male, you'd be even worse off than you were than you are now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then that was the other thing that I was thinking of, and it's kind of like. I don't know. It's not, it's not made me, um, it's not so much that I would be anti, um, you know, crossing or something like that. But the thing of it is, is that sometimes people breed things for the wrong reasons. I think, you know, whether it's, uh, the, well, I, I, I guess I can't even say that they breed in what they want to breed, but I think sometimes a little more thought, should go into something like that, especially with an animal that's, 
Like her. Uh, like her. That's a one of a kind type of animal. I mean, to me, to she was her first pairing was with a jag, and yeah. to me that was just what what? <laughs> Wait a minute. First of all, I guess the idea that you want to <clears throat> an animal a jag so, that more reduces the pattern and lightens up the yeah. color. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't make any sense. But it is what it is, yeah. and that's why people, you know, they do their own thing, I guess. But but I, 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 who knows? Maybe that was the only animal available, or maybe they were expecting a different result or hoping for a different result. Could so be. Who knows? Yeah. But could be. Yeah. But the thing is, now imagine if Poison Ivy was a, a male. Obviously, the first season is now completely different because you can do multiple breedings at once. Right. You could have taken that male and thrown it to a jag and a pure IJ. And a, but, I don't know, an albino. So, but, but what if that animal only breeds one clutch, you know, and that one clutch happens true. to be the cross is the success. I guess to me, when you're dealing with that kind of thing, like, you know, like, I, okay, so here's another example. Like, what if, uh, you know, you had this really uh, one-of-a-kind type of chondro? Would you go and breed it with a jag to make jag pondros? Or would you breed it yeah. with another chondro to maybe yeah. duplicate more, more, um, what do you call it? More uh, chondros so that, yeah, now that I have more of them, I can now go and breed them to jags, royal pythons, rough scales, whatever the hell you want to do it to. You know what I mean? But I don't know. But carpondros are all the rage right now. So I yeah, they are. On that as quickly as possible. <laughs> but no, I, get what I totally get what you're saying. It's like, okay, this 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 potential new morph originated in this. So what you should do is breed it to another one of this before you start playing around with it. So we can kind of try to cultivate pure examples of the morph. So yes. Jag emerged in coastal. The first thing we did was breed it to more coastals before we took it and bred it to jungles and ice right. because we wanted to have more coastal jags. So you start off with it, and then you breed it, and then you get more of it, and then you can go have fun with it. I guess that's why people tend to take – I mean, and that's why some people take intergrades a little too harshly or even hybrids a little too harshly, especially because if, if an animal that was used in the hybridization is an animal that isn't really that – you know, well dispersed in the hobby. You know, you you have a breeding Bolin's python and you bred it to a carpet python. What the hell? It's like that's my, that's my takeaway from it. So I get what you're saying, and and it is one of those things that people kind of need to understand. It's like I want to do this with this, yeah, but why don't you do something that helps progress like the morph and the species and the hobby? Then you can go play. It's right, kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people can do whatever they want, but I just want to throw that yeah. out there that you should think about that type of uh, type of thing before yeah. going doing whatever it is you want. <laughs> and, uh, and I will admit it's probably harder because it's a female snake because then you have to wait four years, breed it, and then you have to wait another year. Where a male snake, you could chuck it in with a bunch of them at once and see what happens all at once. So, right. That's why most people right. hope for the new morph animal to be a boy. So. Right. 
Yeah, I know that from my uh, Royal Python podcast that I listen to, where they're always, "Oh, it's a male." Yes. <laughs> you know. The breed it to all the rats. ten females. What? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Why do the pri- why do the prices keep dropping? You just bred it to ten possible? females. <laughs> what the hell is the yeah. matter with you? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's see. What else do I have? What's going What's going on with you? I. I oh, stuff. did you see the? Uh, did you see the? Pic- uh, I showed you the picture of that um, Hikon Red Jag, because they're all starting to shed right now. Oh, cool! It's it it's one of those things where it's like, I bred them and I got this really really cool reduced Jag, and I don't know why, okay. but still having a really crazy reduced like Tiger Jag is like awesome to me. And I know it's like, it's a coastal jag, you ninny. It's like, there's, it's not like an albino, tiger, jaguar, granite, zebra, ocelot, hippopotamus. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, it's just a stupid zebra. It's just a stupid tiger jag from a breeding. But the funny thing about this little one, and it's, it, he's very kind of like a, a red, kind of dusky red. And he's got mm-hmm. this pattern. He's got an arrow head, like, on his head. And he's got very reduced pattern going all the way down his body. The funny thing is, is that he's, like, the epitome of a bunch of different breedings. Because, I mean, it, 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 the, his mother is a second-generation, high-contrast Queensland Coastal that I produced from Pyro to um, the other high kind I had, Lyra. And I produced that mm-hmm. animal in, like, 2010. And I produced her in 2010. Um, and then her, his father is my red jag from Balin who produced, who was like father, grandfather to all my other red jag projects. So I got that mixed in. And this is the first time I've ever mixed those two projects that I've been working on. And the only reason I mixed them is I couldn't figure out if the female was a male or a female. So I put in Talon who would breed with a piece of rope and he did. And then we got the egg. So I'm like, well, shit. So I wasn't expecting anything good to come out of this clutch, like anything. And then I got that, and I'm like, well, shit, all right. I guess I should have done this years ago. So it's it's really cool to kind of see those animals happen because it's like I raised the mom from an egg, and I raised the parents from – I raised her parents from babies, and I raised his dad from a baby, and – it's like you're starting to get all these animals that it's it's not like I have to go outside to find the lineage. I know the lineage. I saw that animal hatch. So, and that is what I always enjoy. And that's why these animals, like, even though they're normal tiger jags, they become really cool to me. Because when I first started in carpet python, tiger jags were the new special thing that only people like Jason Balin and Will Leary could get to because... Will Leary had the Jags and Jason Balin had the Tigers and they did like, you know, uh, a melding of the minds and they did a couple breeding projects together to make the Tiger Jag. And you can't have them. They're $5,000. So it's <laughs> like, it was that. And now that I'm like getting these and I'm like, oh man, these are better looking Tiger Jags than those fucking things were. And it's like, great. And some asshole at a show is going to offer me like 50 bucks for it. But it's like, 
it's just like, it's what exciting it's exciting to me because it's like these were the places I wanted to go with with these projects years ago, and mm-hmm. it's taken this long and these many breathings and this mixing and matching to get to this point where I didn't even know I was trying to get to because I didn't want to breed these two. So yeah, those animals are shedding. We're trying to get them to feed. And remember, this was the clutch that I didn't realize the incubator was not plugged in. So <laughs> the babies crazy. are all – I'm an idiot, all right? I mean, I'm a stupid <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, the babies are all small. Um, I have one with a spinal kink. I have one that had a little bit of a shedding issue and I think has a tail kink. So it, mm-hmm. it, it's – I know I'm already in for it. Um, this weekend I'm going to go get some live hoppers and just go straight for that. I'm not even going to keep trying with the whole, uh, frozen thawed because I, I don't think I'm going to get anywhere with it. So I think I'm just going to go straight for the live and give it a shot. And if they eat live a few times, then I'll move them over to, cause like basically right now I don't care what they eat. I just want them to start eating to get some size to get out of this whole like fragile baby. I think it's going to break at any moment phase. They get into like the normal baby carpet python, indestructible. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go feed them live for a little bit, and we'll go from there. If I can get them eating live a bunch, then I'll move them on to frozen thought after that. Cool. Yeah, that's that's how I do it. It's just easier that way. I found. Well, I've done it for a few things like my bread lie and crap like that, but you know it's. It's it's worrisome because I could see I, – I think this clutch has got a longer way to go. I mean, if we talk about the caramel jacks I hatched out earlier this year, they were all fat. They all took small, like really small, like uh, almost like big hopper mice right off the bat. They all did, and I didn't have any problems getting any of them to feed. But um, these guys, I, I – they're like the opposite end of the spectrum. It's like everybody hatched out a runt, and I'm like, shit. So, <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm gonna. This is, this is gonna be a little interesting. They're teeny, so. What like yep. weight wise do you think they are? Less than oh, twenty you, grams? You think I weighed them? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, have you met me? I know other people, like, you know, Nick is, like, screaming at his radio right now. He's like, you had carpet thatch on day 75. You didn't weigh them. What's the matter with you? I don't know. <laughs> so I would say probably less than 20. They're they're tiny, dude. Um, next time you're over here, I'll show them to you. Uh, hopefully okay. by then they've eaten a few times. But basically, I, I imagine I'm going to have to start them on uh, fuzzies because I don't think they can take a hopper at all. So. Oh really? That small? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll get a few <laughs> live fuzzies and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, man, give it a, give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Anything else catch your eye? Have you been paying attention hog. to what's going on? Uh, I kind of I'm on this hog nose kick right now. Um, somebody needs to take King Snake away from me, as well as various <laughs> other forms of classified. Um, uh-huh. it's one of those moments where in between doing all the insurance stuff, especially in my lunch hour, I start perusing oh and now I'm getting like, it's, it's horrible. Like I get hooked into shit. Like last, the last few weeks have been Karibos 
But now I'm like, you know, I don't really want a giant-ass colubrid that shits everywhere and tries to bite me. I already have that with various pythons. Colubrid right. is supposed to be easy. Yeah, so now I'm like, what do colubrids, what colubrids do people love? So I text a bunch of people, all my non-snake people, pictures of various random snakes. Right. <laughs> it's like, and it's like my best friend Tom, who has nothing to do with the snakes, he, he routinely begs and pleads me to sell them all and, you know, grow up. So, is he the um, guy? Is he the guy that every time you post a picture of a snake, he'll say, yes, you know, you, ew, like, yeah, and you'll yes, be like, shut every, up, you. <laughs> for the rest of our fucking lives, this is what it's gonna be. So, yes. So he, I texted him and a bunch of other people a bunch of random pictures of snakes, and including one of a western hognose, and each every single one of them came back with, I like that one. I'm like, all right, the public, the, the stupid public have spoken. So I'm like, I should get a pair of Western hog noses because everybody seems to be totally diffused by a Western hog nose. I don't know because of their stupid little snout, the fact that they kind of look like they're smiling. I don't know. No one feels threatened by a Western hog. No. Even though they're so, fanged. I mean, even though, even though they're slightly <laughs> venomous. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's just like, God, uh, no. hilarious. It's so cute, man. I mean, you know, I it's like, uh, yeah, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If you put a top hat on a hog nose, that's it. I'm calling if, the if show. You come to a show <laughs> if, you come to a sh- if you come to a show and I put top hats on the hog noses, you know I am desperate for a sale. And I just need... <laughs> Uh, that's right. Terry is like rhino rat snakes. He's correct. I do enjoy rhino rat snakes. So it's like I, it's it's a toss up. You know, I would love to add a pair of rhino rat snakes. And you know, there's a very there are there are several people that I will actually go to when I'm ready to buy a pair of rhino rat snakes. Um, Western right. hognoses. The Oaks show is this Saturday. If I walk in there and there's a pair of adult Western hognose for two hundred bucks, I'm probably going to buy them. <laughs> So, <laughs> so if I get a hog nose breeder on the show, you'll be done. Because <laughs> I've been toying around with that idea, you know. Well, you should. I think you should. But also, if we get a hog nose breeder, I think it's going to be just like the time we just had the past Wilma breeders on, where it's like we're going to talk Wilmas, which is good. Cause someone just bought a pair randomly this weekend, and you should learn what the hell he's doing. <laughs> so I don't know. I I. I started reading up on them a while ago, and I have a book on them, but uh, I never got to finish it. Um, the hogs? But, or... Yeah, I'm not sure, like, if they have any special needs. I, I think probably feeding is probably the... And that's the big thing, is apparently people were all worried about frogs and having to start the babies off on frogs and shit like that. Being a man who routinely <laughs> who actually kept a tank full of 100 day gecko to feed to his 20-something Dominican Resbatboa babies, Frogs do not deter me. So, um, but also, you know the guys who make the Reptilinks? Right. They're making a new one now uh, with actual, like, frogs. Like, it, it's a sausage made of frog. So, no kidding. If you were to, yeah, if you were to get into hog noses and you had that one really fussy baby who really wanted frog, you could probably order a pack of these sausages and try to get them on that first. I bet you you could get chondros going on that. Bet you that one too. But also, I bet you that there's Western hognoses, especially since the morphs cropped up, have been bred so much so that I 
I want to say that most of them are going to take Roden. Probably. Well, even if you have to, even if even if they go and procure a frog, and um, somehow it meet an untimely death, and then use it to like scent things, I bet you I can get hogs eating that too. So I'm not really right. that concerned. So I'll right. probably just end up picking up a pair of hogs. Now, do I want to sit there and raise up babies? Eh. I mean, I've seen adult Western hog noses at shows for 100, 125 bucks a piece, and there's nothing special about them. They're not morphed. They're just Western hog noses, which is what I want. I want Western hog noses. That's it. So I'll probably just try to pick up a pair of wild-type adults. Then we'll fuss around with rhino rat snakes after the rough-scale pythons. <laughs> and then the will come in there somewhere. Basically, I just need more money. So <laughs> more money, more money, yeah. more problems. More um, money, more problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, so that's going to be your purchase. So we're closing out the rest of the year. The the we're coming to uh, to a close almost pretty much. I mean, we got a quarter left. Is that going to be the animals yeah. that you go after for the? Oh, the, the remaining of the years, I'm, I'm waiting for Nick to tell me that those babies from Romulus are ready to roll. Once he does that, I mean, I will get the, a pair of those just because, you know, they're, they're Romulus's babies. So, obviously, I want a pair of those. Um, also, because of what Nick is going through with having a boy that didn't want to breed, I'm not real sold on just having one male rough scale. So, I would like to have 2.2. And then as we start breeding, if one produces more than the other, then I could always sell the other. That's just how it goes. Um, right. So I'd like to do that. So that's really what I'm hunting. And that is kind of putting a damper on a lot of my other purchases. Um, I didn't buy a pair of black-faced white lips from Ryan when I was offered because I'm waiting for the roughies again. Um, and I passed on a pair of ring pythons because I'm waiting for the roughies. I uh, passed on a few other things, but the other things like the, 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 the Womas and if I could pick up a small pair of Western hogs, those are tiny purchases that aren't really going to put a big dent in what I'm trying to do with the rough scale python. So after, <clears throat> after the roughies though, all bets are off. So <laughs> then I'm going to track down them. Then we get them white lips. Um, you and I are already on the list for Chad for ring python. So I don't even need to hunt them. They shall come to me. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's just kind of – it's just that kind of stuff. Now, the only problem is I have to get on the phone with Nick, and I'd say I want a pair of rough scale pythons. And he'll go, okay, cool. That's awesome. What else? And then I have to try to say nothing else, Nick. And <laughs> I have to try to – Good luck. I have to, try, I have to try to stick to that. And I know he's going to say Brisbane's. And I know he's going to say Inlands. And if he says either one of those, I'm not going to be able to say, no, I'm good, fast enough. And he's going to, like, catch that. And then we're going to have to have a lengthy conversation about how I should get those. And I'm going to have to try to fight with my eternal, like, internal self that says, yeah, we should. So, you know, the day I post the baby rough scale pictures, if there's, like, other deli cups that I'm not, that I don't want to talk about, you know, I think so. <laughs> like, oh, and that looks like a Brisbane, and that shut up you. So it's you know, that's nice. Yep, yeah. I am tempted by Brisbane. So 
I really am. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. I can't believe you don't have them being the coastal guy, but that's all right. I'll make some for you. I'm I'm waiting for you. And now you're telling me, I'm not going to breed next year. I'm not going to breed this year. I'm just going to sit and look at my animals and enjoy them. What kind of selfish bastard are you? <laughs> yeah, well, I probably could. They wouldn't breed till the following year anyway, so. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, then I'm good. <laughs> I'm waiting for the end. Dude, I told you, I'm just waiting for you to start, like, taking business away from Nick, because then I don't have to call Nick anymore. I just have to go over to your house with, like, a bin and be like, I'll take this one and this one and this one, and I'll send you, right. and I'll PayPal you later, and then I leave. I mean, I'm just right. waiting for that. Like, you know, that's what I want. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I guess my thing that I want to add as um, – um, Well, Imbricata, obviously. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> not going to happen. Um, nope. I don't know. I don't know. There, there. I still have some on the list. Uh, luckily, I worked out that deal with Matt, so I got the pair of Angolans done. You know, so that's <laughs> that's, that's pretty right. You you did get your bumpy. Ball I got the mail. <laughs> yeah, I got the mail. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, I don't know. I you know I I I toyed well, with the idea of uh, uh, Timor pythons, but. Um, I uh, know you leave that to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. I'll suffer. I'll I mean, suffer for us there. <laughs> you know, eventually my uh, my goal is to get uh, you know, like I said, as many as I can, and um, I do need a female pygmy python. Which, by the way, um, I got a picture of a pygmy python on eggs today that was just Those basically sitting in the tiny. hand. Yeah. Oh my god. Let me see god. if I can find it. I gotta. Yeah, please throw that up. And I'll it, share it in, it, the, it in the palm of some dude's hand is the mother wrapped around the entire clutch. Yeah. And that is insane to me. My corn snakes aren't even that tiny. Yeah, so. God, are you sure you want to do pygmy pythons, dude? Can you imagine so, getting an entire rack full of baby pygmies eating? Like, you're like, here's your pinky foot. I mean, you got to sit there. This little thing eats pinky foot, dude. Yeah, so I'll, I'll read I, off his uh, message. This guy, this guy, David uh, Camarada, um, he's from Australia. Yeah. Uh, he sends me a thing, he's, uh, message. He's a huge fan of the show. Uh, you heard me talking about pygmy pythons and how small they are. And he sent me a picture of a nine-egg clutch. Um and this was in his hand. <laughs> so it was like, oh, shit. That's Holy small. crap. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, insane. Which is pretty cool. But um, they're cool snakes, man. They cool are. Snakes I mean, for sure. They're, I, again, they'd be, I think they would be awesome to check out. But, dude, I I, I don't think I could put up with them. I, I I want to say that Chris had, Chris had this one viper, um, and they were tiny, tiny vipers. The point where he kept them in, like, mason jars, like glass mason jars and stuff like that. And he would uh-huh. literally feed them, like, a pinky foot. And then, like, and then after a couple feedings, it was a pinky foot plus, like, the calf. And then, like, all this other stuff. And he would slowly get out. I think he got it finally to the point where they're eating, like, pinky heads. 
And he was like, oh, man, they're getting huge. I'm like, what the fuck? I, like, I was losing my mind because they're that freaking tiny. I don't, think I, could, I don't think I could take a baby that tiny. I would be so terrified I would break it just by looking at it. Yeah, you haven't you haven't seen my uh, pygmy yet. So wait till you see no. it, man. I think uh, you know one of the I, things that I'm that I'm enjoying in my collection in particular right now is the fact that um, I have a pygmy python and then have a retic. And when you look at it and you're like, well, this is the smallest snake and this is the largest uh, python. Um, it's just kind of. It's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's. I don't know. Kind of, it's kind of cool, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what. Uh, yeah. What is next to add on to the list? Not, not any more berms. <laughs> don't worry. Not any more berms. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, though. I was really googling and uh, over that. Uh, um, What's, oh shit! I keep forgetting that thing that Matt has uh, retic wise. The the uh, uh, mochaccino. <laughs> Good God! Oh, the mocha, yeah, the mochaccino. Oh my God, they're they're incredible. But um, nope, not that either. <laughs> <laughs> um, nope. <laughs> but uh, no, that's kind of. Uh, I, I probably am going to hold off breeding and buying until uh, until I get the place situated. But rough scales would be well, nice, yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, I'm saying I'm saying this now. Like I really shouldn't be buying anything, and I'm on King Snake right now. And there's a male Timor <laughs> python. There are two people, Casey Lazik and some other guy, selling rough scale pythons. So they're all over the freaking place right now. Um, Doug Smith has got roughies, and then there is uh, one company underground that's selling adult Savu pythons. So right now oh, wow. I'm just going to click X. I need to go away. I need to no. This needs to stop. I mean, Jesus effing Christ! I oh God! I need you to take my wallet from me and keep it away from me until Tinley Park. For the love of Christ, Jesus! So I'm like, I need those. I need those. I need that. So. Oh, yeah, I see it. Male right. Timor Python. I do need that. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Fucking everywhere. Right when I don't need it. Like, you know, it's just like, I, like, dude, I'm getting a bonus in October. Uh, I'm sorry, no, I'm going I'm to get a bonus in February. It's going to be a good bonus. It's be a nice bonus. Like, I'm probably going to get my deck redone kind of bonus. Okay. And I would love to have... And, and I'm like, okay, I'll get my deck redone, and then maybe I'll buy some shit. So, you know, it's like a maybe I'll get, you know, some crap. Of course, all these animals are here now when I'm like I shouldn't be buying anything. Which, come February, I guarantee you, the only thing on that section, the king snake, is going to be like, you know, shit I don't want. <laughs> it's going to be like full of Angolan. <laughs> something like that. It's just going to yeah. be like, you bastards. It's like I won't be able to find a Cebu python. And it's just going to be like that. I know it's going to be like that. Luckily, the other problem is when you get into reptiles enough and you get to be like us, you know the people to wait for. You know the people to talk to. It's like, and it comes down to, oh, man, do you know where you can get Savu pythons? Uh, well, I don't really know where any right now, but I know where they're going to be coming from soon. Lawn. 
So it's like, and it's just like shit like that, where what used to be, man, I'm going to have to hold on to my money and I'm going to have to wait and pray that these animals appear when I want them or need them. Now it's just like, I'm just going to wait for Lon to breed it. No, not that I'm not going to, it takes all the fun out of the hunting. It's like once Lon produces them, I'm going to give money to Lon, and Lon is going to give me Savu pythons. Done. It's like you remember, like what was it last year? How much I was all like, I God damn it! Like there, I wish I could get some rhinorastics. There are like four people that I know that are producing rhinorastics right now, and it's like shit. <laughs> Crap! They're all here. I just need the money. It's like eventually you get to that point. Just by knowing people and talking with people and getting hooked into the whole thing. I, I mean, uh, Calypso, my Timor Python, was a goddamn accident. I mean, KJ did that. So you just kind of get hooked into these things, and that's how you get into different projects. And that's why it's like having you nearby is extremely dangerous and bad for me because it's like, you're dealing with all these dwarf and pygmy pythons. Does Owen, do I need to go buy in golden pythons? Fuck no, because Eric has them and Matt has them. If I ever get the inkling to ever get a pair of Angolan pythons, I'll go to those guys. It's, right. That's just the way it goes. So you get that way just by figuring shit out. Go to the reptile show, kids. Make friends. It helps in the long run. <laughs> yeah, right? No doubt. Um, yeah. I uh Terry just posted up a picture of that mochaccino over in the chat. Come on, man. Don't tell me that that mochaccino. Dude. Dude, that, look at that you, animal. I'll tell you it. I'll tell you it. It's a retic. Congratulations. Yeah, but, <laughs> come on, man. Oh, that's actually Terry's it, animal. I just saw his uh Oh my god, Terry has mochaccinos. Oh boy. What the hell is it again? Oh yeah, down. See, now Terry can annoy me with the Ruffies and the Rhino Rats, and then he can come at you with the Mochachinos. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. What was the one The one, The one. one that um, Matt showed us, like the Mochachino Tiger or something like that? They're, I will admit they're pretty. I like the ones that Matt produced this year, the Retics. That one with, like, the silverish kind of head and like, and just a pretty much no pattern stripes. It's like, that is a killer looking animal. If only it didn't get that long. <laughs> we're talking well, about kids. well, I mean, we were talking they're about probably dwarfs and super dwarfs. Probably. But again, we were talking about cage space and what I have in my room. I can't house a retic. <laughs> I'd have to, you have any idea how much cage space I would lose by getting a cage big enough for a retic? Yeah, just put them in with your olive pythons. That's all. You can make mochaccino like olives. Better. <laughs> You'll be all right. That, that's not funny. It's not funny at all. <laughs> uh, Owen produced the first ever olive python retic hybrid, and he killed himself <laughs> the next day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine? You would be the talk no. of the town, dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I know a few people that would never speak to me again, ever. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, "What?" The Liasis group yeah. would ban you. <laughs> oh my God, you'd be done. Oh, I would. I would still be off the list for done pythons like immediately. Yeah. <sighs> like we can't trust you. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll you? breathe to something stupid. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. So. 
But uh so yeah, um I don't know. You got anything else you wanna hit on? Eh I mean, we're getting ready for Tinley Park, we're prepping for that. I mean, what are you doing to kind of get ready for that going? Or are you just kind of, uh, you got way too much other shit on your mind? Um, I'm pretty much set for Tinley Park. Um, really, I want to me, me a link of where you got your lamps, just your lights for the displays. Yeah, I can do that. Because um, yours only are thing brighter that... and I have to match. <laughs> the only thing that um, I uh, am trying to do as far as Tinley Park goes is just trying to get uh, the animals that I'm going to bring up and going mm-hmm. and making sure they're they're solid. Um, I'll have a lot of tiger stuff. So, you know, citrus tigers and then tigers, how to albino and then uh, – that's pretty much going to be the uh, the driving force of what I'm bringing. Cause, um, well, and that's good because I don't have any tigers this year. I struck out on tigers. so Or I had tigers. They were all sold already. But it, it's good to have because then it's we're not really stepping on each other's toes and stuff like that again. Yeah, I, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm not, I'm trying to not necessarily push them, but maybe just, I'm trying to get them to where they have the color coming in, you know, mm-hmm. um, that really makes them pop. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully I can make that happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, it should be a good time. I'm looking forward to hanging out with the bones guys and, you know, you guys and, um, I don't know who else is headed out, but it's always it's always a good time. You know, yeah, Rob's going to be there. I mean, I talk to Rob like twice a week to actually hang we out with him. We have to get to meet Rob. We have to get to see Rob. <laughs> yeah, <weird>. no. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, uh, it's going to be hilarious because, I mean, it, it, it's again, it's you and me and Matt in a car driving out from here. And then apparently the rumor is that maybe it might be Matt's wife, which um, – I fear what she may be exposed to, but having all three of us in a car <laughs> together, I mean, she may yeah. like, we, we may get there and she just might be brain dead from the conversations because I mean, we had an hour long argument over the existence of Bigfoot last time we went out to the <laughs> park where yeah. I was almost not speaking to you for a good like day. Yeah, that <laughs> so, was awesome. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I hated it. Yeah, so It was. No, it was not. I hated it. Anyway, it's just like it's that kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. But, like, you know, you and I were, like I just said, I've been wanting to get new lights. And I kind of like the way your lights were because they took a simple LED bulb that was really bright that you got from a hardware store. So I want to do that because I want to make sure that my displays, when they're right next to yours, don't look like absolute dog shit. Um, uh <laughs> And all this other stuff. So, and we got the the runner, we got the banner, we got all that crap. So, um, I am very much looking forward to it. And uh, the only thing I got now, dude, are are caramel jags and caramels and some super caramels. Um, I'm hoping to get that clutch of high con jags up to roll, but with how tiny they are, I don't think they're going to be ready. Um, I wish to God I had gotten some brettle this year. So, that's kind of a kick in the pants. <laughs> But yeah, that's always uh, <clears throat> that's always good at a show. 
That's something oh, different that you I don't bring, see a lot of. I, yeah, especially if I bring uh, the adults. If I brought Raven, I mean, dude. So, yep. Yeah, I think it'll be a good time. Um, I think so too. Yeah. Hopefully, I can sell a couple uh, couple snakes and you know make it all worthwhile. So. We can drink heavily. Yes, amazing. <laughs> yeah, we can drink and smoke like hobbits. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but uh. Perfect. I will be sure to do my research on Bigfoot, uh, and I I would reach. No, uh, please. We don't have to do that. I mean, we just have would, to, can we just stop? <laughs> everybody send Owen a message about Bigfoot. No, um, don't tell them that. <laughs> we'll do it. Exactly. That'd be pretty funny. If anybody sends me, uh, if anybody sends me anything, I'm banning you for life. I will never uh, tell you a goddamn thing. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, Shut up. Don't, don't uh, worry. I'll buy it for. I'll buy it for you guys. No, I can't. This. Stop it. Stop helping them. All right. I can't, I can't stand that shit. And you know I can't stand that shit. I know, there man. I don't. No I don't know what it is. There's a ten foot tall ape wandering around the woods. The problem is <laughs> you and several other of my friends have figured out that I just can't stand the shit. So they purposely have become the biggest Bigfoot advocates in the world. Just to just annoy the piss out of me. <laughs> can't, I can't do it. Yeah. How can you say that that's not real, man? <laughs> I can totally say it's not real. Yeah. The You're people totally in the chat. It. Did you look in the chat? Look in the chat. No, I'm not looking in the chat. <laughs> look in the chat. What the hell is that? It's a picture of Bigfoot. Of course it's a picture of Bigfoot. <laughs> People are probably I, I like, what the hell are they talking the about? That a picture doing? of Bigfoot just showed up in the chat. Oh, uh, that's great. Because are, are we, we're on the record time now, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. They're okay, like, so what? No one knows why Bigfoot disappeared <laughs> in the chat. Just that, like, we, just that we are having conversations. I can't, dude. No. I can't do it. Can't, yeah. I can't stand those Dino. Because what is it? Uh. What is it? Cryptozoology. That's a real thing. That's like looking down extinct and, you know, in like different species. And sometimes it's been molded into some dude with a fucking crew cut wandering in the woods banging sticks by the name of Bobo. <laughs> it's like that. I can't stand these people. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. Uh, but. So yeah, when we're at Tinley, you can walk up and introduce yourself and tell yourself, uh, "Hey, Eric. Ask, hey, ask Owen. If I, I believe. <laughs> Do you in believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> and then I, and then watch, watch my brain break after the fifth person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, Bigfoot is kind of like the banana jag. I mean, you know, I can't <laughs> there's it. No, rumors of him existing, but um, we don't have uh, any proof. Uh, um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I got to make sure banana jag. <laughs> yeah, right. I got to make sure that I throw out the, uh, Northwest carpet fest. Um, yes. they have the, uh, well, first of all, Northwest carpet fest is 
Oh shit! I should know it. Huh? September tenth. <laughs> uh, oh fuck! <laughs> All right. Yeah, September tenth. They got a T-shirt going, and yep. they're working with a different company, which is actually kind of cool. I don't know if you uh, saw who they're. Oh, I got I, a shirt. I did not. The cool thing about the, so the it, what the well, the cool thing about the company that they got going. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that they have different types of uh, um, oh, apparel and stuff. So yeah. um, you could get, I don't know, I'm just saying maybe like, uh, you know, you can get a tank hat, tops. you know, tank tops. Uh, yeah. If you wanted a beer cozy, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, shit, um, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so they're, they're, they got their, uh, their... Uh, t-shirt up and Bone going. And Holy crap, dude! We're gonna yeah. have to do this. Look yeah, it this. looks pretty cool. Stickers. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. So how the site works is they get a small amount for each sale. Will uh, some of it will kick back to the Northwest Carpet Fest? Uh, I guess you know for uh, incidentals and stuff for the to run the event. Um, a percentage will go to uh, Lane um, for her generous artwork, uh, which is a pr- it's a really cool shirt. <clears throat> and the rest will go to uh, US Art. So there you go. Um, and if you're out on the West Coast, um, you know, be sure to uh, you definitely want to go and check out uh, Check it out on September 10th. You can go to carpetfest.org. They have a Facebook page, the Northwest Carpet Fest. Um, it's called the New One. It's their newer page. Um, all these links should be um, not only on the uh, website itself, uh, the Carpet Fest website, but it should also be um, on the. Uh, I think it's at the link that's. Isn't it pinned up to the top on Morelia Pick of the Week? I it believe is. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, go get a cool shirt. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, also Ari is, uh, he's running a shirt promotion too. Um, but he's doing a booster and I was going to buy one, uh, the other day, but, um, the one thing that I have to wait for is cause I don't want it to come to this house. Cause I'm not sure. I think it ends October 1st. Right. So right. I have to make sure that, uh, I get my uh, get in there in my house, and then I'll and I'll order it. But uh, he's got a Bowen shirt going on. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it. I did see it somewhere, but uh, oh, I'm sure geez. if you go over to the Bowen's group, I'll, I'll share it over to the uh, to the Facebook page, um, uh, so you can uh, so you can get yourself one of those shirts as well. Um, it's pretty cool. It's got the, uh, it's like, uh, three different shots of the, uh, of a Bowen's head. Um, mm. and uh, I can't find it. Oh, there it is. There we go. Uh, I'll share in over on the Facebook page. So it's pretty cool. Actually, I like it. Um, it is very cool. Uh, Morelia Python Radio. There we go. So, um, I think this is for 
I want to say maybe he's trying to get another trip together. Um, the image is in the be. new book. Uploader booster. Collection. Yeah, it's it's to to help with him with the research and the conservation of uh, bones pythons. So if you haven't gotten one, you definitely should go and pick it up. Um, so there you go. That's the t-shirts. Um, as far as next week, I'm working on the guest. Uh, know for sure um, real soon on whether that's locked in. Um, I think that's it. Uh, let's see. So for Murray Python Radio, um, com. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Um, yes. Gecko Nation Radio. Um, Tim Walton is going to be uh, running that show now. Um, okay. So um, he's kind of taking it in a different direction. Um, and um, I think he'll do a good job. Uh, he's a, he's a cool guy. Uh, so be, you know, you can go over, it's on iTunes or on uh, blog talk, uh, as well. Give him a download. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But go check it out. Um, he said he's probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, he's going to be having some, some shows come up. Uh, but, uh, it's definitely worth the listen. So check that out and you can listen to their past shows and whatnot. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if he's necessarily going to focus just on geckos. I have a feeling that he's going to, he's going to jump around species and stuff. Um, so mm. if you, uh, are interested in that, that's definitely, uh, definitely something you want to check out. So for us, Murray Python radio, MurrayPythonRadio.com. You can check us out on Facebook, uh, Twitter. And if you want to listen to the show, uh, you can uh, subscribe on iTunes uh, or whatever podcast app you have. Um, you can also listen on blogtalkradio.com slash Morelia Python Radio. Uh, if you have questions, comments, suggestions, anything of the sort, please send it to info at moreliapythonradio.com. Uh, EB Morelia is myself. Um, you can check out my website at ebmorelia.com. Um, and follow it there for any news or updates or available, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I have a Facebook page, EB Morelia, Twitter, Instagram. And if you want to send me an email to me personally, send it to Eric at EB Morelia.com. And, uh, we hope, uh, to see you out at Tinley park at the NARBC show. Um, so if there's something that you're interested in, uh, that, uh, you may want me to bring, get in contact with me, and we'll see if we can work it out and have it there for pickup. That's all I got. Cool. Uh, what I got, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can also look up Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com. We have a bunch of babies for sale right now on both those sites. Um, we already have people buying animals and asking me to hold them until Tinley Park. That's totally fine. Uh, we just need payment first. You can also look for any kind of lineage information on our past babies um, on rogue-reptiles.com. Just click on the lineage tab, uh, and it should give you uh, printouts of every family tree that we have for a lot of our clutches. 
If your baby's clutch is not represented, just drop me an email. You can do that through the uh, on the Snakes for Sale part of Rogue Reptiles and drop me a line. Let me know which one you're looking for, and I'll be happy to give it to you. Uh, we're still updating a little bit for pictures of animals and stuff like that, so just bear with us. Uh, the next show I will be at is Tinley Park in Chicago, um, even though there will be somebody running my table at Hamburg on the same day. So I'm not sure how that's going to roll. So um, we'll see how that happens. We'll figure that out together. Um, so that's that's all I got. So we're going to say uh, we'll see you all next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.